Later that night, I, I spoke with my dad. He said to me, sweetheart, it doesn't need to make sense to us. It doesn't need to. He said, if this is what you want to do and this makes you happy, then you go, you go and you do it. And I think this is the thing, whether we have a person in our lives to reflect that back to us or not, what we really need is to give that permission to ourselves. We need to be that voice to ourselves. We need to say those words to ourselves because the only permission we need is our own. Welcome to the Live Your Highest Expression podcast, a place to inspire and empower you to step into your most authentic, abundant, and magical life. My name is Cielano Estrella, and I'm a sacred embodiment mentor and author of the internationally acclaimed Rainbow Tablets books. The beautiful thing I've witnessed through supporting my clients is that you can create a truly magical and fulfilling life in any profession because it starts with your own embodiment. It's the process of shedding all that you are not in order to re-embody all that you truly are. So be sure to subscribe to catch new insights, tools, and stories each week. And let's get started, because there's never a better time than right now to start living your highest expression. Hopefully you were able to catch the previous episode of the Live Your Highest Expression podcast, where I had an incredible guest called Dr. Carol Haddad, and we explored Medicine Meets Mysticism. If you missed it, I really recommend it because it was so incredibly empowering and insightful. And one of the things that Carol shared is that in her professional experience, when she sees people come before her with serious illness, usually what is there is underlying unhealed trauma or misalignment. And she said that often that misalignment can be that the person is not embracing their gifts. They are not living their their truth. They're not living authentically. They're not doing what their heart most desires. They're suppressing that. And what she shared is that often then what can happen is we manifest illness in the body. And she has come to recognize that in this way, illness actually comes as a wake-up call. It comes as a messenger to bring us onto our paths, to bring us into a place of greater alignment. So it's funny, there's a, an expression in the spiritual world that I came across years ago, and it says, first, the universe will send you a feather. If you don't listen, it will send you a brick. And if you don't listen to that, it will send you the bus. <laughs> And I can tell you in my day, I have had quite a number of bricks and even a few buses. And now I am so, oh my gosh, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need those big wake up calls. I don't need the bottom to fall out of something to start listening. Now I know now how to really follow my heart and honor my heart. And what I have found is it comes from giving ourselves permission it's really about giving yourself that permission to embrace the fullness of your gifts and walk your authentic path, walk your highest expression. For me, I think one of the key turning points in my life was when I went on a vision quest. 
And I think I was probably in my early 30s when I did that, maybe coming up to my mid, actually it was probably my mid 30s when I did that. I remember it being incredibly profound because it came into my inbox and it was an instant full heart and soul yes. And and obviously I did have some nervousness. It was it was a big thing. If you're not uh, aware of what a vision quest is, it's a an Indigenous tradition, generally through the North American Indigenous lines and also Central American. And uh, in the really, I guess, most pure sense, it was when a person would go out onto the land, they would go without clothes, without food, without water, and they would create a, a circle for themselves, perhaps out of stones, and they would stay in that space in deep communion with themselves, in deep communion with the land and with spirit or the universe for however long it might be. Generally, it might be three days, but there are longer versions of vision quests, which of course, as you get to those longer periods, you need to have someone drinking and eating for you and sending that energetically. So it is a it is a an incredibly powerful experience, but it does need to be held by a qualified facilitator. So when this email dropped in to my inbox, it was held by a beautiful facilitator and I felt a full body yes. It was a trip for nine days out into the desert in Australia and then three days on the vision quest. And we, it wasn't a dry one. We did go without food, but we were able to have clothing and a limited amount of water. We were not able to have a tent, but we did get given a tarpaulin. So it was a westernized version. But it was still, I mean, you're out there. You're out there in the elements. And if you know Australia, we are literally out there with the most poisonous snakes, the, the, the poisonous spiders, everything, and you are not in a tent. So it still takes courage and it takes connection and faith in the land. So I was really excited. I booked it instantly. I paid for it instantly. And my whole soul felt lit up. I just knew that this was the right thing for me to be doing. And I, I was so excited. I called my parents to tell them. And my mum happened to pick up the phone. And it was such a reminder of the limiting beliefs and the conditioning that I had grown up with and the things that had been projected onto me and why it had actually been so hard for me to start following my heart in the first place. Because my mum yelled at me. She ripped me to shreds. <laughs> she really did. She she uh, said to me, you know, if you need a holiday, you should be going to a beach and, and booking a nice hotel. If you feel the need to do these kinds of crazy things, well, there's obviously something wrong with you and you shouldn't be booking a holiday at all. You should be booking in with a psychiatrist. And it was devastating. It was devastating because this was one of the first times that I had really listened to my truth and I'd really given myself permission. I'd been doing it gradually over a number of years, but this was the first really big leap. And then to be ripped to shreds was, it was very confronting. But I also feel that that was part of the medicine of the container for me to see, wow, this is the pattern that I've grown up with. This is the, the abuse that I've been dealing with my whole life. And I was blessed that my dad was the polar opposite. So 
at that time when I got off that phone call, I'm not going to lie, I started doubting it. It wasn't that I was doubting my conviction. I knew I was meant to go there, but I felt like she'd stolen it away from me. I felt like the the beauty in it had been robbed and that I wasn't going to be able to connect with that again. And so I just kind of sat with it. You know, it was non-refundable, so <laughs> it, it wasn't like I was going to lose my space, but I kind of sat with it. And later that night, I, I spoke with my dad and my dad, bless his heart, he was the most beautiful, amazing man. He said to me, sweetheart, it doesn't need to make sense to us. It doesn't need to. He said, if this is what you want to do and this makes you happy, then you go, you go and you do it. And I know that not all of us have that person to tell us that. I know not all of us have the one parent or, or both parents uh, or, or a, a, a mentor or a friend or a family member who says to us, it's okay to be you. It's okay if people, other people don't understand you and it's okay if other people try to tear you down for being in your truth and being in your authenticity. So if you don't have that person, I, I want to say to you, please borrow my dad's words. Let them be let them be that thing that guides you. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. If it makes you happy and it's what your heart wants, then you need to do that. And I think this is the thing we need whether we have a person in our lives to reflect that back to us or not, what we really need is to give that permission to ourselves. We need to be that voice to ourselves. We need to say those words to ourselves because the only permission we need is our own. It really doesn't matter what other people think of us. There will always be people around us who have opinions about how we should live our lives. And often it is family and often it is parents. And if we continue to try to live up to those expectations and live somebody else's life, just as Carol shared, that's often when we start to develop illness, serious illness in the body, because we are not in alignment and the universe will send us a brick well, they'll send us the feather first, but if we're still ignoring that, it'll send us a brick and then it'll send us a bus because we didn't come here to live somebody else's experience, to deny our truth, to deny our authenticity. And you know what? When we're not embracing our gifts and embracing who we truly are, we're, we're not just denying ourselves, we're denying the world. Every single one of us came to share something unique something amazing. And, and Carol says this as well, that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. We are weaving something amazing in the world. And when we can start to see that and start to understand the way that what we embody and what we share with the world ripples out, oh my gosh, you know, it becomes bigger than just ourselves and it becomes a form of service. You know, I talk about living our highest service. So when we are denying who we are and when we are holding ourselves back and taking on whether it be abuse or limiting beliefs or conditioning and 
living in a way that is not true to what we came here to share, we are not in our highest service. We are not honoring ourselves and we are not giving everything that we came to give to the world. So really what I wanted to share with you today is an invitation to be that voice for yourself, to tell yourself you have permission. Nobody else needs to understand the choices that you make or why you're being called to, you know, walk a certain path or share your gifts in a certain way. If it makes you happy and it's aligned with your heart, that is all that matters. And do you know what? When you back yourself in that moment, it will often become the turning point of your life. It will change the whole trajectory of your path. For me, that vision quest, it shifted everything. And my life, oh my gosh, (laughs) it accelerated in leaps and bounds from that moment. And if you heard my previous episode on moving through fear and resistance, you know that for Carol, that was when she attended my Egypt retreat. She had some things come up around that where where she almost pulled out because of what um, someone very dear to her was, was saying. And yet when she stayed true to herself and gave herself that permission to move through the resistance and the fear, She came along and that Egypt retreat, to this day, she says it was such a pivotal turning point in her life and in leading her to where she is now. So this is the thing, when we find that courage and we see it through and we say yes and give ourselves permission, this is when the transformation starts to really, really happen. And the magic, the magic and the blessings and the gifts that it opens up for us is beyond anything that we could imagine. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe and share. If you're ready to start living your most authentic, abundant and magical life, head over to cialanawastreya.com now. And remember, you came here to live your highest expression. So claim it today.